Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. This is Mandy from Chapel Hill Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. Today we have a guest with us. We have Jess Boss. She is with Small Town Photography, um, and she does a couple other things. So I'm going to let her introduce her business first, and then we'll get into our topic. Go ahead, Jess. Hi, as Mandy said, this is Jess Boss from Small Town Photography. Um, I moved to the area about six years ago from Wisconsin, and I'm just really enjoying the area and, of course, getting to know Missy and Mandy um, so we're here now and I'm excited to be with you ladies today. Yeah. Um, so we all obviously have the situation where we're running businesses and we're homeschooling and we have husbands that are like Jess's boss works outside the house full time. Missy and Jeremy are in transition. So stay tuned for whatever's going to happen there. It's, it's ever evolving situation. <laughs> um, and then, you know, if you know me, you know that Zad is a jack of all trades, master of none. So he is always out doing something, working for someone, doing something, working here. It, it changes on, on the daily. So um, that's a lot. So just in that little situation, there's a lot. So today's episode is going to be about mental health and homeschooling. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to move states when you already have kids that are in, in school. Um, we're going to talk about having kids that are having families where the kids are doing different things. So if you've been following this series, you know that Missy's situation is very mixed. They have um, one out of school, two public school, one not in school, and one homeschooled. And Jess has three kids, and their situation is mixed. Um, ours is not, so I won't be able to speak to that as much. But our the third thing we're going to talk about is just parenting kids when you're sharing um parents so like bud is not zads okay so you know we have that situation missy has different baby mamas baby daddies going on like we do um and then jess's oldest lived with her mom for a while so all of that just all of that stuff can really compact none of the three of us have a super simple situation where you know, all, you know, we have eight kids and are all homeschooled and everything is just honky dory. And I'm not saying that that's an easier situation, but there's a lot less complexities. So I'm going to turn it over to Missy first. So you've heard a little bit about Missy's story and just like being in Arkansas, back in PA, down to Florida. So Missy, talk about just a little bit the stress of, so Maddie, Maddie was in school when you moved to Alabama, right? But not Mason. So Maddie was in school. Mason was starting kindergarten. So, um, yes, when we moved there, oh gosh, Maddie would have been going into, what would she be going into fourth maybe? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So starting, you know, starting kindergarten and moving to a new area is a whole bag of emotions that you can't even really explain unless you've gone through it. But, um, I didn't know the area where we were moving to, uh, yeah. So Mason, as I've explained before, has juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So he had had some like medical issues. So I was nervous as far as that was concerned, sending my baby at the time off to kindergarten, putting on that big, huge bus. My God, his sister had to like give him a boost up to get onto the step, you know, and just standing there in the driveway, like 
what am I doing? Like, is this the right thing to be doing for my family, for my kids? Why do I feel so unsettled about this? Um, and that was around the time when Mason's arthritis started flaring and showing other signs. So that's when he started like to begin to miss school. And it got to the point where the school was like, um, you know, he has had, you know, so many absences where they're going to need doctor's notes or, you know, what are, I forget what the, what the outcome of that was, but I, that's when I first had the first thought of homeschooling. I thought, okay, I can do this. You know, he's five years old. You know, I can pull him from public school. I wouldn't have this static of worrying about missing school and being, you know, school breathing down my neck about excuse notes. And I think at the beginning of the time, we didn't have a family doctor. So that was like also stressing me out because I'm like, you know, I have to find a doctor to get an excuse note. And so it was this big mess. So that's when I really started like digging into homeschooling. And I probably started with the wrong approach. I started thinking curriculum based, like it all had to be curriculum based. And if I would have gone back, if I can go back to thinking that now, I definitely would have not gone down just that same path, you know, thinking that mind frame that we have to have curriculum because I kept thinking I hated school. I did everything in school by the skin of my teeth to get by, to pass so that I could have my diploma and I could just go on about my business and do whatever I want to do, whatever that was, who knows at the time. But, um, so I was scared that I was going to be doing him a disservice or I wasn't going to be providing the, you know, the education that he needed and not having the support of my family and friends right there. I kind of was floundering. Like I was kind of on my own. Um, it was a tough decision, but we remained, we stayed in school and that's when we started his 504 plan. Um, and we found a doctor and we're working with a doctor. So we like finished out that year. And then after that year, we had moved back to PA. Um, and both of the kids were public school then. And then a little bit on down, we pulled Maddie and she was out for a little bit. Then she was back in. So that's kind of that situation. Unfortunately, I feel like the, while the move to Florida was stressful, the school situation with Florida was a little bit less stressful, I feel like, because you already had a routine with Jared as far as homeschool went. Mason knew he was going into public school. I guess there was a little anxiety sending Mason off to a, a different public high school. Yes, definitely sending him off as a 10th grader into high school was way less concerning on my part, like as a as the mommy heart, you know, um, because he was, you know, he was of that age and he he was excited. He was excited, so she was nervous. But I kept giving him credit because at that age, me, the way I was, I never could have done that. I never, ever could have moved to a new area, gone to a new school where I knew absolutely no one. I knew nothing of the land, the layout, how people dressed, you know, what the cool in style things were. I could never have done it. I would have worried myself into a anxiety attack. You know, oh, ridiculous. And um, had no hesitation about his choice. So I feel like that gave you some confidence, too. Like, exactly. He had yes. no wavering, like, oh, maybe I want to homeschool. Maybe I want to find a private. Like, there was none of that. He was just like, I'm going to public school, end of discussion. Right, exactly, which made it way easier. If he was fighting me and I was pushing him into, into public school, that would have been a whole different situation. Right. But, yes, he was 100% on board, and I thought, you know what, this is, you know, not only something he's excited for, but this is also a good learning curve for him that you're going to have situations like this in life where you're thrown into stuff and you don't you know you don't know 
what the next day is going to hold, but you have to go and do it, take the next step and get it done. And he loves it. Like this is his, this was his best school year in the, you know, his lifetime. Right. What, right. <laughs> say of all of our kids i mean i can't speak to just kids but of missy and i's kids you know if anybody got thrown into a school on the beach and had to randomly pick up friends mason was <laughs> a job right he, he's there <laughs> he, he, he exceeded the expectation right um, okay jess so talk to us missy and i know a little bit of your story but talk to us a little bit about like what was school like in wisconsin and how were your kids doing there and then when you moved here when did you start questioning that you wanted to homeschool and so how did all that go down yeah sure so um jaden would have been our oldest jaden she's um 19 now um when she was in eighth grade in wisconsin um we had switched her over to sorry, it actually would have been her seventh grade year. So we switched her over to a private Christian school from public school. And really her um, issues with school started in about third grade. Um, she just um, felt like it wasn't, she didn't like it. She she would cry when I'd bring her to school. She just absolutely hated it starting around third grade. So um, again, her seventh grade year, we switched her over to um, a private Christian school in Wisconsin, and it was it was a nice small setting. We really did appreciate it. Um, it was a good move for her at the time, um, but again, wasn't necessarily. I, I echo everything Missy said as far as like, you know, am I doing her a disservice? Should I just make her stick it out in the public school system and like just deal with life? Am I just... Um, you know, taking her out of a hard situation to make her life easier, but it's not actually helping her in the long run because she doesn't know how to deal with problems, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so anyway, it, it ended up being a pretty good move for her, a smaller school. She was able to make some friends. And so that was good. And then meanwhile, our uh, middle daughter, AJ, who's now 15, um, she was um, still in public school at the time. And, um, and then I had Griffin at home. He was just a baby at the time. And so, um, AJ finished out her, oh, let's see, that would have been her first or second grade year in, um, public school. And then the following year when Jaden went into eighth grade, um, AJ started school at the same private Christian school that, um, that Jaden was at. And so we had two in a private Christian school and Griffin was at home, um, and Griffin is, a, he's 10 now. Um, and so that was a good experience. Um, we did enjoy the school. We in, enjoyed the, um, just like the wholesomeness of a small, almost like this one, um, one room schoolhouse type situation. It was a very small school. Um, and then we actually decided to move to Pennsylvania. Um, and so we actually pulled the kids from the private school and we actually ended up um, homeschooling them the, the last half of um, the kids' um, school year that year. And so we tried our hand at homeschooling in Wisconsin. And I, again, like Missy, was like, we have to have curriculum. We have to have curriculum. And it was a solid train wreck. <laughs> it was it was a mess. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, and my kids, you know, again, Jaden was in eighth grade at the time. And so, you know, it was getting to the point of like, I'm not a teacher. I don't know how to teach you these things. And, and especially curriculum based. 
Um, so that was challenging for sure, but we were all on board as a family, the five of us, we knew that we were going to move to Pennsylvania. And so to make the transition easier, we had switched to homeschooling and it was really, really hard. We really struggled with that. And then we moved to Pennsylvania. Oh my goodness. So when you got to Pennsylvania, um, did you send, you moved right to Lidditz, right? You've lived there the whole time you've been here. Yep. That's right. Okay, so did you send the kids like to Warwick or did you did you do some homeschooling here or had because I know you and I had a conversation about Griffin. So Griffin and Bud are pretty close in age. They're like two years apart. Um, Jess and I had had a lot of conversation about like what that could look like because Griffin, Bud probably both have similar attention issues. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that conversation and how can we tackle that? Um, And Missy and I, obviously, we've talked about this before. Jared, same thing. I mean, they're all in a pod um so <laughs> got to pennsylvania what did school look like yeah so because it was so late in the school year whenever we moved to pennsylvania we were able to finish um that school year as um, homeschoolers enrolled in wisconsin um so they let us finish out the school year um because again, we were so close to the end of the school year, we submitted all of our paperwork and evaluations to Wisconsin and they got approved and we were good to go. So they finished being enrolled in homeschooling through the state of Wisconsin that year. And then um, we enrolled them all in public school for the following school year. So our kids were all set to start public school um, their freshman year. I'm trying to think um aj would have been oh gosh let's see aj would have been in fifth grade and then griffin would have been starting kindergarten well man so again you same same situation as missy Mm -hmm. your baby off to kindergarten in a new state yep (laughs) (laughs) yes so wild um okay so when did you realize that you needed to make a change yeah so Jaden's freshman year of high school was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Um, So we went from a private Christian school to an enormous Warwick school district. Um, So she was starting her freshman year um, at Warwick High School. And um, it was just very disappointing um, that, you know, there wasn't more of an effort to like help new students. Um, There was there was nothing. I feel like I threw her to the wolves and she was drowning. Um, it was it was really disappointing and upsetting and really difficult for her, and especially for her being someone that struggles with those um, social um, skills, I guess I would say, and, you know, the ability to make friends and, you know, has some insecurity. Don't we all, right? And right. so, um, yeah, just really heartbreaking that it was um, – It was very, very difficult for her um, to the point where she would essentially um, fight me to not have to go to school, not physically, obviously, but like um, she would say, you can't make me go to school. I'm not getting in the car. I won't go. Um, And then she'd cry and she'd beg me not to make her go. And Mm -hmm. please don't make me mommy. Let me stay home. And like just this whole you know, it would run the gamut of emotions, you know, we'd go through all of them. And I just felt like my child is going through basically the stages of grief, you know, to not have to go to 
school and so what is happening um and then entered the issue of self-harm and and all of these things because she was just in such a horrible emotional place that she just felt like she couldn't do it anymore and so we got to a point where we just said this is crazy it's not worth her life to send Mm -hmm. her to public school Um, and we were butting heads because I was doing everything I can Uh, mind you at that time my husband was working 40 hours a week away from home he would be gone um, he would be gone from Monday morning until Thursday evening Um, And then he would come home. So he was home Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then he was out on the road again. So I was dealing with all of that by myself. And then also trying to, of course, help uh, AJ and Griffin as well, um, adjust to moving to a new state and going to public school. So it was our first year here was an extreme struggle. (laughs) That's so brutal. Oh, my God. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, that that caught there's a cause for pause there. Um, right. Yeah. Wow. That is that is a lot, especially being in a new I mean, I've never the furthest I've moved is like, you know, 45 minutes from Lancaster. So I have. <laughs> oh, I, I can't speak to this situation at all. Um, so interestingly, I guess and this really speaks to just the whole mental health part of this is we talked about this in a, in a prior episode, Madison, you know, Missy and Madison have had the same conversation with the whole self-harm thing and the kids mm-hmm air and the bullying and mm-hmm. oh it's just so sad and I know that not all kids have experience and some kids go to public school and it's just great but mm-hmm. as a parent it is so fr- this service is such a good word because it is so freaking hard to figure out like what is the right choice and unfortunately I feel like it's always trial by fire because the mm-hmm. thing your first kid might not work for the second kid or the third kid mm-hmm. so until you throw them to the wolves like you said I don't know what to do right yeah. Yeah, it, that's that's so hard. And it's uh, such like such an alone feeling. It's it's strange because there's so many people out there, you know, there's got like you think, OK, there's got to be someone else going through this. But like to find people that want to talk about it right. is so hard. And to find anyone that you feel, you know, like you can connect with in a new place, you don't know anybody. Well, I don't want to mm-hmm. tell them all my baggage. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, God, this woman came from. Alabama and she's psycho you know no wonder her kids can't you know make relations in public school and it's such an alone feeling and I think that the the public schools think that there's so many kids yes that enjoy school love school but there's also so many kids that don't and those kids need that extra encouragement and that extra time and that extra love and you know the teachers are stretched to their limits they have 20 30 some kids in their class they can't you know technically step aside and really nurture this person and that's what's so like heart-wrenching for a mom like Mm -hmm. that's my baby like you make time you must make time for my baby right right and that's just not practical no it's just not practical and you know you said about the alone thing and I feel like in our like I can't even imagine homeschooling in say like before the internet really right because (laughs) You couldn't even like go to a Facebook group and try to find camaraderie with someone. Like, I guess you could maybe go to the park and hope that somebody shows up. Like, what? what? Yeah. So that, that would be so hard. And I still feel like even now, 
and it's such a double-edged sword because the internet connects us as much as it disconnects us. And mm-hmm. um, we learned that really hardcore during COVID, I feel like. But, you know, there's a lot of homeschool groups, even just for Lancaster County, for Pennsylvania. But even so, when I go to those groups, I often feel like I have to be, like, proper or something. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because you know how it is. You say one thing and you piss somebody off or you offend someone or you whatever. And so you're like, whatever, I'm just not even going to bother. And, you know, Missy and I and really, you know, Jess, too, like fortunate to have each other. Mm -hmm. You know, Missy and I bitch to each other (laughs) daily, probably (laughs) about maybe not just about school, but just in general. But she is an outlet. And okay, not that I can't complain to my husband about these things. And I certainly do. But at some points, my husband is like, okay, that's you know, I'm, I'm good now. I don't, you can go talk to me. <laughs> Problem. Just kidding. I love him and he is fantastic, but you, you know what I'm saying? It is really hard right. to find your person when you're trying to figure out, okay, who is sort of like me in this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, mental health and moving, I mean, moving in general is just hard, but when you have all the, the school thing to mix into it, it just compounds it. So that leads us into so kids in different situations so now that you both well missy's kind of settled in her school her family school situation jess i feel like you're sort of settled too um so what is it like i'll start with missy so what is it like having kids in i mean your kids run the gamut from 19 to 3 um so you know you have one out one in public school another in public school, but that you're sharing with the other, you know, with the ex-spouse, um, one that you're homeschooling and then, you know, Bean, little Bean is only three. So he's, you know, he's just doing his thing at home. So mental health wise, like, how do you keep up with everything? How do you make sure everybody has what they need? (laughs) You know, did I sign the permission slip? Whatever. Like, how do we, and I know you're, so if you've not been following our podcast, Missy is currently in Florida. They're moving back to Pennsylvania, hopefully in the next, month or two-ish um and so that that's where they are so go ahead miss okay so how do i keep it all together i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) um lists i like i've said before i i have multiple notebooks laying around i like that's just the way i get things done i have a daily list that i you know follow and i'll put things on there as simple as sign mason's permission slip um you know I guess what's frustrating is the fact that now, like Mason's 15, he's in public school, he's found his group, he loves it. It's easy for him to kind of poke fun at Jared for being homeschooled. But I have to remind him that you were in the same situation and you needed extra help. And remember how you begged me to homeschool you and pull you out. Like there's, why are you making fun of? There's nothing to make fun of. This is what works for him. It's what worked for you at the time, you know? And then it's also frustrating because we do school, you know, unschooling. So he's basically learning at all times. Mason will come home from school and he's tired and he's grouchy and he's hungry. And if we're not sitting at the computer doing school, he's harping on his brother about, well, I went to school all day and, you know, I did school and you probably haven't even done school today. And, you know, he has no clue what's going on. So that plays on my mind too. And as much as I'm like, you know what, just go about your business, do your thing, whatever. It still makes me wonder, like, is Jared thinking, okay, well, he's has a better life than I do. And they really aren't going to understand that until they're an adult. 
you know, that this is what worked for you. This is what I felt was best for you. I'm the mom. I make the decisions, you know, and like I do take my kids' feelings into consideration, but Jared has never once said to me, I want to go to public school. You know, sometimes when he's given me a hard time with school, I'll say, okay, well, this is what we're doing as a homeschool. If you'd rather go to public school, this is what a public school day looks like. Is that what you want? No, no, no. He doesn't, you know, wants no parts of it. So that's a little frustrating, but um, definitely the beginning of the year with like all the paperwork coming home and they need to know like insurance and 45 times you have to sign your, (laughs) sign your name and you have to fill in your address and like, oh my gosh, it's, it's daunting. So that's frustrating. And then it makes you wonder, okay, who's getting all this information? Like, where's this information going? Is it just going and sitting in a file in case my son has an emergency or someone like actually putting this into a database somewhere that other people can get our information? I mean, it's down to social security numbers when you go, when they, you enroll them, birth certificates, you know, it's like all that stuff is out there. So it's just, it's frustrating. I find the first couple of days of school frustrating because of that. Then I'm always like, thank God when he's done, Jared does not want to go to public school. I have to do this for two more, two more. Is it (laughs) right? Oh, for sure. Um, Okay. Jess. So in your family, what, you know, how is, you know, just keeping up with things. And and so, I mean, I guess at this point you have Griff at home, you have AJ um, in public school and Jaden is on off doing her own thing. Yeah. Uh, so, like, how do your kids interact with each other? Is there, like, teasing and things? Are they both just, like, he's doing his thing, she's doing her thing? Yeah, I think they're, um, you know, they're five years apart, and Griffin and AJ are five years apart. And so, um, AJ in, um, let's see, so whenever we moved here, she started in public school, and we have since switched her over to, um, I guess, a hybrid school is what I would call it. Um, so it's actually a branch off of LCCS. It's called Anchor Christian Academy. Um, and it's actually um, towards the LS um, area. So my husband works in, in Strasburg. And so he drives her to school when she goes to school. So it's kind of a hybrid in the sense that she goes um, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday are the days that she has school at the, at their location. And then the other days she's at home. And so, um, sometimes she's here, sometimes she's not. And AJ is, um, she is diligent. She is a good student and a hard worker. And like, she just amazes me with how like self-motivated she is. I never have to say, AJ, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you read this book? Did you know, um, she has, she'll have a, (laughs) She wants, she has talked about being a doctor. So very organized, very self-motivated. She will bring a permission slip to me and um, say, Hey mom, I need you to sign this. And I'm like, praise the Lord, because I really think that God knew I couldn't handle an unorganized (laughs) child or something. I'm not sure what happened there, but, and her father is not like that. So I really have no idea where AJ got her organizational skills. And like, she's just on top of it. She's like on point. And I'm like, thank God, because I couldn't handle another hot mess. <laughs> like, I mean, because I'm a hot mess. Um, and then Griffin, um, polar opposite, not not quite <laughs> as on top of it. You know, like we've said before, more along the of um, Bud in just like wanting to be hands on and just wanting to 
um, you know, be outside and learn from doing, you know, all of those things. And so very different learning styles for sure. And, um, and I feel like I'm constantly just trying to do my best to stay on top of things. Um, you know, in addition to just wanting to do homesteading things and be self-sufficient. And so, um, just, constantly learning with Griffin. And I love that. It's really sparked my love for learning again. Um, and just, you know, being there for AJ as much as I can to make sure that she has the support that she needs. But um, yeah, just trying to juggle all the plates all at once, spin all the plates <laughs> all at once, right? Right. I think that's such a good point too, that it sparks learning in you. And I, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Um you know, like I know some families where like the mom left her job or the dad left their job or whatever to be to be able to homeschool. Um, and they just found all kinds of new hobbies and interests and, you know, all kinds of things because they it, it's so true. Like once you let your kid tell you or guide you or guide your family or whatever in how they want to learn, the, the doors just are wide open. I mean, mm -hmm. when you box them in. It, and, you know, you sort of saw this with with Jaden, I guess, I feel like, and mm -hmm. Missy Madison, you know, when you box them in, they just like explode and they're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you no. Know? Um, and when you let the kids just kind of like tell you, OK, this is what I like. This is how I like to learn. And, and you take the time to observe them. I if you listen to like any homesteaders podcast or whatever, they always talk about like the first year that you live on a homestead, you should just observe. So where does the sun come up? Where does the sun set? How do the trees affect it? How does the canopy change? Leaves change. Like, you know, should you have your fall garden in a different place than your summer garden? And where, where are the bugs abundant so that you can have your chickens? And I feel like the same principle applies to homeschooling because if you especially if you pull your kid from public school you really need that de-schooling season mm -hmm. to observe and just kind of be and exist and like do dishes together and like just do the quote mundane house together and like so how are your kids learning like just simply observing like how they do the dishes so like I'm picturing if AJ is doing the dishes she probably like does all the plates and stacks them neatly and then she does <laughs> bowls and stacks them neatly and all the forks and, you know bud total opposite he's like here's a fork throws that on the counter here's a plate throws that here's a ass <laughs> bowl I'm gonna wash this and sit it on top of the fork like that's how bud would do dishes <laughs> yep. he learns like if I'm sitting looking at his little art lego table right now and it is chaos and it gives me so much anxiety <laughs> there is like there is so much happening I don't even know but he when he comes down here later tonight to do leggers or whatever he won't straighten any of this up he'll just sit down in his little he'll clear off whatever's on his chair he will sit down and he will just get to work there there will be now me on the other hand when I go back upstairs after we record this and I have a hundred things to do in the kitchen today I am gonna have to get my kitchen back to 100% neutral Mm -hmm. before I can start like I can't I gotta have okay here's my peppers here's my bananas everything must be organized for me to get started I cannot start in chaos mm -hmm. and so anyway it's just funny how your kids can kind of guide you and help spark new things in you that you didn't even know existed mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely seen that in Jess so I've known Jess really since you moved here they yeah. funny little start to our relationship so they found us on Etsy when they had storefront retail and they were looking for some retailers and we met them at, Oh man, tropical smoothie in Millersville. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and we, they were just, they were totally new to Lancaster. Um, and so anyway, that's how our relationship got started. But just since knowing Jess since then, um, you know, she has taken a huge interest in homesteading. Um, they don't have a lot of land or anything. So she is, you'd be an, another great addition to our podcast down the road. Um, <laughs> you know, just kind of learning how do I garden in small spaces and mm-hmm. how do I find storage in a small, you know, small living quarters? How do I find storage? So, I've really seen a huge spark in Jess. Just, you know, I, really, I feel like since you brought Griff home and it just seems like you just have less stress. Not that you don't yeah. have stress, but just less stress. You don't have that mm-hmm. stress. Yeah. And just um, like you're saying, you know, just enjoy learning together. And like it, he amazes me with the things that he's learning. And then, you know, and Mandy, you have also encouraged me in just knowing that like, and Missy, I think you said it already today too, just that, you know, every they're learning all the time every day there's nothing Mm -hmm. isn't learning you know and so um you know when you have that pressure societal pressure of feeling like oh we're not doing enough well no that's not true you know that's just what we've been indoctrinated Mm -hmm. into with the public school system and I'm not villainizing them at all I'm just saying you know when you have experienced the public school system you're used to seeing hey this is what school has to look like and that's just simply not true Right. right. Yeah. Um, Jill Winger of, um, Missy, what's her podcast called? Old, old professional oh, professional. Yeah. Um, she has a great little series about opting out of systems and it's about, you know, like they have chosen not to fly and they homeschool and, you know, they, I don't know that they never go to the grocery store, but you know, that's not a top priority. They grow as much as they can, things like that. And so I love Jess that you use the word system, um, because I, I mean, anybody that knows me knows this, but, you know, I have opted out of many systems happily, Mm -hmm. proudly, um, and continue to get as far away from those systems as possible. And I realize that sometimes that can be, I don't know if luxury is the white word, privilege, a luxury, I guess, you know, I have that, that privilege at this phase in my life, and I'm really trying to harness it as much as I can. There was a point certainly there was a point you know when zad had his heart attack and i didn't know if he was coming home i'm like oh my what is my life gonna look like if he doesn't come home like mm-hmm. i manage this three acre homestead by myself and and homeschool bud and then have two more coming down the pike to homeschool and blah 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 and you know so i fully realize that there is there's some privilege in that and that we're just really trying to harness the blessings that we have mm-hmm phase of our life and that it could change any moment yeah Yeah. and that's heavy Mm, heavy. (laughs) but it should be talked about okay so uh third thing we're going to talk about is uh school when there's different parent situations different living situations so missy talk a little bit i mean obviously we have to tread this with a little bit of gentle water but um how has it been like, did you need to consult like James or Jeff or whatever, as you were doing school, making school decisions? Um, I probably should have, I didn't really um, take it much into consideration because the kids were with me 90% of the time and I cared for them most of the time and I knew what they needed and didn't need. Now with James, it was different. James was involved. Um, and you know, he had concerns and, you know, he didn't come from a homeschooling family and that just, you know, wasn't a thing. So, but he was never negative. Like he never 
said anything like, oh, you're not good enough or you're going to do them a disservice or, you know, whatever. He was more of the, okay, if this is what you feel needs to be done, then I'll support it the best I can. I just don't really have any experience with it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and James, uh, Mason's dad. So James, like- yeah, Mason and Maddie's dad. Um, and Jeff was a whole different situation. Um, you may come to find out down through podcasts that, you know, it, it was just a whole separate situation with him. He, Jared's dad. Jared's dad. Yeah. He's a little more negative, um, harder to talk to and reason with. Um, so I pretty much just kind of took the bull by the horns and was like, well, this is what I'm doing because this is what I know is best for him. I spend the most time with him. If you want to fight me on it, then see you in court, you know, kind of thing. So, um, that's how that's involved. And it is kind of tough because even like Jeff's family doesn't really acknowledge the fact that Jared is homeschooled. Like, you know, like his grandmother will ask me if she can get him over the summer. When does he start school? And like for the 10th time, he's homeschooled. So we kind of start school whenever, you know, (laughs) all the time. Right. Like we don't really end school or start school. It's kind of school every day of our lives, you know, so (laughs) whatever. Um, it, it, It can be tough. And I've heard horror stories of where parents battle and I've never had the situation where like when my kids go to their dads that their dad is completely negative towards it that makes them you know get the child get concerned and think okay is, should I be in public school you know to question it I've never had that experience so I can't speak on that but I have heard horror stories of people dealing with that and mm, I don't know how I would handle that yeah and I know like in an ideal world I mean you know you guys would have homeschooled everybody you know right. and that would have been ideal but I feel like you guys are such a great example of this is the hand we were dealt and this is what we're you know we're just gonna roll with the punches because we don't this we don't have another choice right exactly you know um okay Jess so your situation slightly different no divorce or anything but um Jaden lived with your mom for a little while so how did that affect um like school and you know you keeping up with what Jaden needed for school or you know the other kids interacting with her how how did all that go you you don't have to go into like gritty details but (laughs) like mental health wise like and as far as schooling goes just having different more hands in the pot I guess sure yeah definitely um became a situation where essentially my mom um needed to be like we were, I was co-parenting with my mom, essentially, John and I were co-parenting. And so, um, it was really peculiar. It was an interesting situation. There were multiple occasions where, you know, we had breakdowns in communication and it was like, Hey, you didn't ask me and I'm still her mom. And you, you just did something. And I, you know, I wish you would have talked to me about that. And so, you know, there was definitely this learning curve and this phase of like, Hey, we need to really work on our communication. And ultimately I need you to know at the end of the day that while I appreciate you so much that you have taken my daughter in, she's living with you and, and all of that good stuff. And you're, you know, helping her with her her schoolwork um, rather than myself on a regular basis. Like I still need you to respect the fact that I'm her parent and, um, and I just want to still be involved as much as possible. So, 
Um, yeah. So after her really difficult freshman year, she had moved in with my mom and dad. And, um, and that's when she started. Um, she actually went to the same school that AJ currently attends the anchor Christian, Christian Academy, the hybrid Academy in, um, in the LS area. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's always just amazing to me. Like I always kind of wonder what, and like whatever god lays out these paths and we all have our little paths and whatever but i was <laughs> like how would my life have been different if i just had a quote standard family like i didn't have to share mm. it i didn't like <laughs> all these extra complexities in my life and mm-hmm. i I, mean, I can't complain like my ex-husband it's very cordial and like it's it for the most part it's fine um you know, so I guess I was a little bit more fortunate in the homeschooling aspect as far as co-parenting goes, because my ex-husband was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, so and his him and his siblings were homeschooled and his mom was very much a fan of homeschooling. And she homeschooled, um, well, Rob, especially my ex-husband, uh, Bud's dad, for the same reason, because Rob was dyslexic and he was just he was in first grade at public school and just really struggling. Um, I think he was in public. I'm almost sure he was in public. I don't think it was private. Um, and he was just struggling. And so she just brought him home and um Bud and Rob have so many similarities. It is uncanny um, Mm. in just the way they learn and think and process things. Um, But as far as like the, the co-parenting goes with homeschooling for us, um, it it really kind of works. I mean, Rob works on an Angus farm. um, So like this past weekend, Bud got to get uh, beef quality assurance certified and he went to cattleman's day with his dad and so you know he just gets these cool experiences that i couldn't give him you know none of us on a farm so i can't give him you know i can't get him beef quality assurance certified and basically what that means is he learned how to administer vaccines to animals super cool i mean he's 12 and he now knows how to safely handle vaccines and how to vaccinate really any large animal um, which is super cool. That is so um, cool. It's so cool. And like, that's not an experience that you're going to get in public school. Again, we're not building right. up public school, but you know, we're not just going to send them off to history class and now they magically can vaccinate an animal. Um, <laughs> so I guess I was, a, I was a little bit more fortunate in that regard. Um, Rob and I have very rarely butt heads over anything with school. We did have a little phase where Bud didn't really start learning how to we were trying to learn how to read, but he didn't actually start reading until maybe like nine ish. And I realized that's kind of quote behind the curve, even though I don't compare him to anyone but himself. Um, but you know, and Rob and I had conversations about that. He had gotten married, um, remarried. And so like his wife was like having some concerns about it. And I'm like, listen, I just need you to have the confidence and the faith in me that I know how he learns. He learns just like Rob does, you know? And so we sort of like looped his mom into the conversation a little bit. And I was like, you know, I need you to go talk to your mom and get her perspective about what it was like to try to get you to learn to read. Mm. And I, because I had so many in-depth, I spent a lot of time with his mom when I was like pregnant with Bud and when he was very little um, because Rob worked, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. He was a farmer. So I, it was just me and Bud or just me there for a while. Mm. Um, her and I had a lot of conversations about how it was trying to get Rob to learn to read, to do math, to write, and all those kinds of things, you know, and I just encouraged him to go talk to his mom about what it was like to get him to that point, point. and 
really, I would say, I don't even know that that was a bump in the road. It was just kind of like Jess said, we just had a, a learning phase and just an understanding phase and getting to a point where everybody was mostly on the same page. And, um, you know, we were all sort of in, we were in this in the best interest of, of Bud or, you know, Jess was in the best interest of Jaden or whatever. Um, and so it just, it's just like anything else. We just had a learning curve with it. Um, so I, I think, Oh, one last thing we were just going to touch on is, um, just curriculum really quickly we weren't going to do like a whole episode on curriculum because as missy and i've talked about neither of us are like huge fans of curriculum jess you're not following curriculum with griff at all at this point right that's correct right right and like as we've talked about jared sort of he has curriculum available to him um and they do it once in a while but um the whole curriculum conversation and mental health man these are so closely linked in my opinion so (laughs) when i started um when I started down this path, I just like Missy and Jess, I was like, have to have curriculum, you know, and I was very much a studious student and I did all the things and all the activities and perfect grade point average, all the things, um, you know, so of course that's what I thought I had to do. Why, how could you school and not have books and curriculum and a, a perfectly laid out plan and whatever. Um, and so I was told about this, um, oh gosh, I don't even know what it's called. It's basically called like homeschool convention or conference or something. And it happens downtown. We have this big convention center downtown. Um, and I was like, oh, I should go to this. Well, then I sort of started talking to some other like very seasoned homeschool moms, like moms that were like my mom's age. And they were like, listen, if you're going to go to that, like you need to be prepared to be overwhelmed. And I'm like, huh? I don't, I'm not interested in going into situations willingly where I'm going to be overwhelmed. Um, And they were like, there's going to be a lot of people trying to sell you different curriculums and they think their curriculum is the best and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not so interested in this. So, and I, you know, just from kind of following Facebook groups, you know, there are moms that like they're changing curriculum every year. And it's just because they buy this curriculum, they spend hundreds of dollars on this curriculum, which we have financial stress, you know, there's the mental stress, the emotional stress that it doesn't work for your kid. There's just so much stress that comes along with trying to find the right curriculum. And some moms hit the nail on the head the first time, a little bit of luck, a little bit of wisdom, maybe. And they hit the, <laughs> at the first time. That was not our experience at all. No. It certainly wasn't for Jess's. No. Um, so yeah. So any comments from you two about just curriculum and mental health and how stressful that can be any encouragement, I, my biggest thing is take the time to get to know your kid. Um, Like Mandy said, the, if you're coming out of public school, the de-schooling is huge. And I know they have like guidelines. If your kid was in public school for three years, you need like three months worth of de-schooling. Don't listen to that kind of stuff. Do what works for you and your child. If after 30 days, you're like, okay, I think we can like, you know, start talking about school again or start talking about learning experiences or help have them help in the kitchen cooking, you know, simple things, mm-hmm. then do it. And there's no set guideline that I, I feel, you know, speaking from experience where you have to have X amount of days for de-schooling, but just take the time to like do things with your kid and learn the way your kid learns. And if it's different than others, then accept that. And that's okay. <laughs> um, we're not all in the same mold and, you know, if you can and can find people, like reach out and talk to people. And I know that's hard. And I'm, I, you know, speaking to the person here who doesn't reach out and doesn't help. 
<laughs> um, but there are people out there who are struggling and don't, don't isolate yourself and alienate yourself thinking that no one has ever been through your experience and has ever dealt with any of this because there are people out there. Someone always has it worse and you know, there's people to connect with. Don't, don't, you know, isolate yourself and think that I have to do this on my own. There's no help out there. Talk to people, share your experiences, listen to your other people's experience and just get to know your kid. Learn what your kid learn how your kid learns best um that's that's my advice like with I, you know i said how i struggle with jared jared is definitely one that gosh he's he's hard to get to learn you know or to figure out what his learning way is I, it's just i don't know i'm still baffled but <laughs> i'm just rambling now so yes that's my two cents <laughs> good yeah so i think um for us you know, I think again, started with the idea of like, Oh, I have to have curriculum. I have to like make sure that it it was almost like I was trying to have public school at home. And that just, um, that just wasn't working for us. And it was a fight and a struggle. And it was, you know, no, you have to sit down and you have to do, because I had a mindset of this is what school is supposed to look like. And so as much as Griffin had to de-school, I had to do the same thing. I had to get that out of my head that this is what it's supposed to look like. And so um, for us, Griffin was at the point when we pulled him out of school, he hated school. He hated the homework. He hated the sitting down and reading and being restricted to a desk all, you know, all day long. And so for us, um, you know, we had that de-schooling phase and and Mandy was a tremendous resource. Um, honestly, you were the person that made me say to myself, nope. I can do this. Like this is possible. And this is what's best for my child. I don't have to explain it to anyone else. No one else has to understand, but this is what we need to do right now. And it's what's best for our family. And so, um, for us, that was, you were a tremendous resource. So thank you so much and a huge blessing. Um, and then we just got to the point of like, having just randomly, I'm not a consultant, so don't hear this the wrong way, but, um, we had an Usborne book party and we did it for Griffin's birthday. And so that was all those books that he earned. That was like his birthday present. And so he got all these fun books that were just bright and colorful and attractive and, um, and which like poor kid, everybody's like, Oh, poor kid, you got him books for his birthday. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, it was the biggest blessing and the biggest gift that we could have ever done for him because it absolutely having those fun books that he got to pick out and he was interested in was the best gift that we could have given our son because he learned to love to read. Um, He enjoys it. He'll just I'll say, okay, bud, it's time to sit down and pick up a book and we're just going to look at books for a while or read a book for a while. And sometimes I push them and say, you know, no, it needs to be a chapter book, not just one to look at today. And, you know, just push them a little bit more. But now he'll choose to go pick up a book and read it. And he'll choose to like grab, you know, just go grab a book off the shelf and look at it. And not, I'm not saying it's perfect and it's this, you know, sunshine and rainbow situation, but it is a far cry from when we left public school. He hated school to choosing what he wants to learn for himself, you know? And so just learning that that's okay, that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what works for him. And he is smart. Oh my gosh. I'm like, 
now he wants to learn. He desires to learn. And we're just creating a space where he has the opportunity to learn the way he learns. And, um, and it's just been a, a huge gift. We, I, I have experienced a tremendous amount of freedom. I don't feel like I'm a slave to the public school system that I work off of their schedule and, and all of those things, you know? And so for us as a family, it was truly just, it set us free to be able to live the way we want to live our lives. It's so true. Freedom is like, uh, it's the perfect, I don't know what other word you could use to describe what, what you should try to strive to get your homeschooling experience to be. Hmm. Like yeah. at the stage now where school's going to be starting in X amount of days and Mason's panicking. I need a new backpack. I need sneakers. I need this. I need that. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't buy all of this for your brother when we quote start school. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, why is this a thing? And it always has been a thing. I remember growing up, we'd get a new pair of sneakers and we were so excited to wear our sneakers to, to public school the first day. And mm-hmm. it's all of that stress on top of it. And then the stress of, oh, I have to be in bed this time, you know, the night before we can't do much this weekend before because I'm going to be tired. And no, like you don't need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I mean, and not to sprinkle on any extra stress, but you're probably going to be moving like a month after school starts. Well, there's that. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. These back <laughs> <laughs> is down. Yeah, and I feel like we could just do a life update like once a month because everything is ever changing. Oh, totally. Would, us too. I'm not judging you. You know how our life is. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that was, I think, everything we were going to just kind of touch on today. So, um, as always, we just hope that you got some encouragement from this, that you feel a little bit less alone in your corner of the world um, when it comes to homeschooling. Um, if you have any questions, I will leave um, my info, Missy's info, and Jess's info in the show notes. Um, I'll link, again, I'll link my two blogs from our website um, about just how to homeschool in Pennsylvania. One is like the nitty gritty paperwork, legal stuff. Um, and one is just kind of general ideas and encouragement. So I'll leave that there. If you decide, Hey, I can do this and I can get past my mental block about why we can't homeschool, even though I really want to. So I'll leave those, um, blog links in the show notes. And yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. I'll leave our emails and our websites down there. And we just hope that you can get past your anxieties and your fear and whatever might be holding you back from homeschooling or unschooling, or like Jess said, just experiencing the freedom of not being part of the system. Mm -hmm. So um, thanks ladies for being here and we'll see you guys next week.